Thanks for joining us. We love getting to share the message of God's grace with the entire world. If his message has impacted your life, would you share your testimony with us by emailing it to stories at graceorlando.com. We love to hear what God is up to. You can also give in support of this ministry by going to our website and clicking on the Give button at graceorlando.com. Thanks again. Well, good morning. How you guys doing? Woo! Boy, that was fun. It's fun to worship God, ain't it? It's so much fun. Father, I pray for us this morning. God, as we turn our ears to you, we just long to hear exactly what we need. So God, would you speak to each one of us and speak the words that we need to hear. Speak those words of life that lift us up, that give us exactly what we need every single moment and of every single day. So Lord, I pray that every ear would be open today to the good news. Lord, if there's anyone here who's never heard good news, I pray today would be the first day. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we talked about bad news last week, okay? I gave you a lot of bad news. Talked about how our whole world is full of it, isn't it? Does anyone can attest to that? Anybody find any bad news even just this morning, right? Like you can wake up and find it. It's everywhere. Bad news fills our feeds. It, fill, it fills everything. As we talked about last week, it's based out of fear, not faith, right? You go behind any kind of, any kind of bad news, and there's something to be afraid of. Which, of course, makes it addictive, by the way. It makes you glued. It makes you kind of tuning in more. I got to get more. I got to find out, boy, what did this person do today? I got to find out. You know, it's, it's a reality TV show all in and of itself. Bad news, you know. Turn it off. It's the worst show ever. Bad news. And we're, meanwhile, we are ambassadors of this incredible good news. Like, and I'm saying this to myself, I, I just don't know if we can fully appreciate what we wake up every single morning inside of us, like having, like, like inside of us. Like, like every single morning, it's like I have to go through this, maybe you go through this, where I almost just remind myself of just how good this is, right? Because the world's going to constantly tell you, like, can you believe that happened? No, yeah, sure, on this planet, absolutely. But what I can also believe is how good God is. And look at what he says, John 17, 15 through 16. He goes, look, I, I don't ask, this is Jesus talking, I don't ask, Father, that you would take them out of the world, but to keep them from the evil one, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of this world. Oh, man, repeat that over and over again. Every time you get worn down with that news channel and you're watching it and you go, I can't even believe this is going on, just say that to yourself. Hold on a minute. I am not of this world. That's why that looks crazy to you. That's why it sounds crazy, because we're not from here. This place is nuts, right? We come to bring the truth. We come to bring what the world needs. The Bible says in Romans, it says, don't be conformed to this world anymore, Look, you want to find yourself just as distressed as your unsaved or unbelieving friends, right? Go do the exact same stuff, right? Go conform to what the world does. If you want to see joy and peace and grace and all of that, then be transformed, right? Be, let your mind become, uh, let it think in a whole new way. Don't even think the same way anymore. Process through Jesus. Process through how he sees things and how he weathers storms. And if you remember, he did that very well. So, we get to bless those who persecute us, we looked at last week. When bad news comes our way, we get to bless. We get to do the exact opposite of what the world does because we've been transformed. Look, we talked about it last week, but I'll say it again. You have a reason to be here on this planet. I mean, I don't know if you've ever woken up and just asked that question. Like, what is the point? Like, why am I here? Like, I feel like maybe you're the kind of person you feel like I've accomplished all I need to do. Like, what's the point? You have a reason of being, and that is to go love every single person that you meet 
with the love of God. Like he, God knew you would love that so much that he's got you still here just for that. He knew that would be enough, is that you would take that calling, that high calling of having the gospel of grace, the gospel of how favorable God is towards mankind, how much he loves us, and you get to go tell the world that. No bad news. There's no bad news in any of that. It's just good news, and it's good news that I can't wait to talk about. So today, once again, I say the same thing I did last week. Decide today, man, what kind of news are you going to share? What kind of news are you going to allow to fill your mind, to post on your feed? Just, just choose today to be the kind of person that chooses to share good news only. Don't share bad news. It steals life. Good news gives life. Now, I don't know if you've ever gotten a warranty before. You ever gotten a warranty? Okay. So I'm the guy that whenever I'm sitting in line and they tell you, okay, hey, would you like to get the tea? I'm like, before they even finish, I'm like, no, like, I don't want the warranty. I'm fine, you know. But recently I got a warranty and it was awesome. Okay. It really panned out. If you were here a few weeks ago, you heard that a squirrel got into our house uh, while we were on vacation. And in case you were wondering if squirrels care about the cheap blinds versus the expensive blinds, they don't. They chew through all blinds, okay? They just chew through them all, okay? So showing up and finding your house, you know, where you went ahead and invested in the nice blinds in the front part of the house, because that's the ones people see, and the squirrel just destroyed all of them, you know, and you pull up to your house and your blinds are all just like all over the place. It's great, you know? Anyway, and so we pull up from vacation wondering how many uh, hundreds of dollars we're now out, and uh, we call, and they have a five-year, no-questions-asked warranty. <laughs> I'm like, don't tell them anything. <laughs> no, it's no questions asked, you know? It wasn't a squirrel. Um, but you know, can I tell you, they came out, and they replaced all the blinds, and it's fantastic. I mean, no questions asked. I just kind of let them walk out the door. I'm like, goodbye, you know? <laughs> warranty, you know? So, so I say this for a reason, because I believe many of us believe the good news is a warranty. We believe that what God has given us is some kind of a warranty, and we actually think that sounds good. That sounds like good news. I got a warranty, you know? In case anything bad ever happens, don't worry. God will replace it or fix it if he can't. You know, he, he's, he's, he's the warranty, you know? No, that's bad news. If what you and I have is a warranty, then it's bad news. Now, I'm, I'm going to tell you something's wrong with that premise, and we're going to look at that in just a moment. Let me give you what good news looks like. Like, here is what good news looks like. Here's three different things if you'd like to write them down. Number one, uh, the good news reveals that God is a, our Father who is for us. God is our Father who is for us. Man, we used to not know what God was like. We used to think he was some old dude sitting up on a throne, you know, just looking out over the world, waiting for people to act right, you know, or whatever. No, he's our father who is for us. He's down on one knee wanting to play with us. Like, that's your dad, and we're going to talk about that. The good news, number two, is the truth of the grace of God. It's super simple. Like, you want to know what the truth is? It's the grace of God. This is it. So we're going to talk about this. This is what good news sounds like. It's never going to sound like bad news. It's the truth of the grace of God. And number three, it is the power the Spirit saves us by. Oh, man, you never thought you could just share a word with somebody and they could be transformed, did you? <laughs> you never thought you could just share some good news with somebody and their entire life would change. That's how powerful this is. Like, this is not just like sharing any old news. This is something spiritual and something supernatural that we need to see. All right, so the good news, let's talk about it. It reveals God is our Father who is for us. A long time ago, in a planet much like ours, in fact it was, uh, some angels appeared to some shepherds. You guys know because we talk about this at Christmas every year, you know? 
The shepherds are sitting there. They're watching over their flock. It's a nice night. And all of a sudden, an explosion of light all around them. And the angels appear. And you guys know it. We'll read it together. The angel says, don't be afraid. For behold, I bring you what? Good news of great joy, which will be for all people. All people. That's how you know it's good news. For today in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior. Now remember this. This is, where, this is who your father, this is how he thinks. He's always in the saving uh, business. I love this. He's Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger, and suddenly... An angel, a multitude of the heavenly host began to praise God, saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace among men with whom he is pleased. Peace among men with whom he is pleased. Do you know that's the first time you see that in Scripture since the beginning, since Genesis, since when God made man and he breathed air and he goes, It is good? This is the very first time we see God say that again. And he says it through the angels, right? The angels say, listen, just so you know, there is now one who is among you. God himself is among you, so peace is here. (laughs) Peace is here. Peace on earth because God is pleased. He is so pleased. And this Jesus would walk with us, and he would help us, and he would show us what God was really like. And he would show us that God is for us in a way that we can't fathom. Listen, I've heard so many Christians say things that, that honestly, I just wish our, our understanding of God's grace would just expand. Okay, And I'm saying that because mine, too, is expanding. Okay, And one of those things is, is to, to suggest that basically, as a believer, that you can do something to make God so angry that he'll leave you. That he'll say, you know what, enough. You, know, you don't like me, then I don't like you then. You know, that's so human. <laughs> it's so like us. You know, God is not that way at all. Did you know that you have no idea how to pray? Who's the most spiritual one in the room? Go ahead, raise your hand. Let me see. You have no idea how to pray. Did you know that? Oh, what? Javen, I went through an entire four-week series on how to pray. You have no idea how to pray. Let me show you. It says it right here in Scripture, Romans 8, 26. In the same way, the Spirit helps our weakness. We don't know how to pray as we should. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. That means he utters in a language that you and I would would, would mistake as a wind, a a breeze. We don't understand how he even is, is communicating. He's communicating on a level that you and I can just trust him and go, what's amazing is, is what he's doing. Right? He intercedes according to the will of God. He he literally is praying based on how Jesus feels towards you all the time. You know when you forgot to pray and you woke up and you're like, oh, man, I'm supposed to pray for that person, you know? Don't worry. Like, God is praying through you all the You don't know what you're doing. <laughs> it's okay. He knew that because God is for you. He is so for you. In fact, he says that we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. And that's not because you have a warranty. <laughs> No, that's because of what's inside of you, which we're going to get to in just a moment. That's because Jesus is inside of you, and this is the way it's all going to work out. Verse 31, look at what he says. It finally leads Paul to say this. Then what should we say if God is for us? Who is against us? He who did not spare his own son but delivered him over for us all, how will he not freely give us all things? In verse 37, he says, in all these things we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. 
Man, whatever it is you are facing, read that again. You are overwhelmingly conquering because of what's happened to you inside of you, then transformed. Like this is the world that you live in now. We, overcon- we overly, overwhelmingly conquer based on how strong we are. No, based on how much he loves us. Ooh, that's a whole different paradigm, isn't it? Because he loves us a lot. <laughs> he loves us so much he gave us his own son. You know, whatever, whatever politician is eating you up right now, you know, whatever, whatever is just really driving you crazy right now, hear these words. Hear these words. Look, you know, it's interesting. We, we, we have this ability to pray, like I said, even if we don't, don't know what we're doing. <laughs> and yet God says, come and speak with me. Come exchange with me. Come talk with me. Come take all your concerns and your worries. You look at the state of America and you go, oh, my gosh, take all of this to me. And I'll exchange with you. I'll talk with you. Look at, look at what God does with the people that we would consider the worst. I don't know if you have anybody like that in your life. Maybe it's a politician. Maybe there's somebody you say, there can be nobody as bad as that person. And we write people off in this world, don't we? You know, well, I'm just going to unfriend them. I'm going to unfollow them. I'm going to kick them out of my life because, oh, wait a minute. We're here for a reason, right? We shouldn't be kicking people out of our lives. We should be getting people into our lives, right? That's what we know. And yet it's difficult, isn't it? Because some people make it very, very difficult. Some of y'all make it real difficult. <laughs> and yet, look at how God handles things. Acts 26, 15 through 18. Here's, here's Paul, by the way, he's talking to King Agrippa. Okay, He's telling the story about why everybody hates him so much. Okay, And he's saying, look, I, I got knocked off my horse and I said, who are you, Lord? I asked, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, the Lord replied. But get up, stand on your feet. I have appeared to you to appoint you as a servant and as a witness to what you have seen from me and what I will show you. I will do what? Rescue you from your own people and from the Gentiles. I'm sending you to them to open their eyes so that you may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those sanctified by faith in me. Wow. This was the guy going door to door, dragging people out of their homes and saying, go ahead and stone them and kill them. This was women and children. This was not the kind of guy that you and I would save. (laughs) This is not the kind of guy you and I would go to and say, yeah, I want him on my team. No, and this is the kind of guy that God said, yeah, I love him. And I'm going to go to him and I'm going to show you what good news can do to a man. And he goes and he absolutely sees him transformed. And listen to what he says. He says that they may receive forgiveness of sins. Whether you know this or not, John says in 1 John that every bit of sin has been forgiven. I know we we have a problem with that because we don't think that can be possibly true. But every sin has been forgiven, John says. He didn't just forgive those who asked for it. He forgave all sin. John says he took it upon himself and took it away. Now, this is for an incredible reason, because we needed to receive that forgiveness. See, there's an inheritance involved in this. It's not not saying that that everybody is a Christian, that everybody is saved, that everyone has that inheritance. What we're saying is, is that everyone is forgiven. So you and I, when we go up to people, we're not going up to them to beat them up with their sins. Did you notice not once did God talk to Paul about his sins there? Saul! All right, sit down for a little bit. First of all, like, he didn't do any of that. No, he said, stand up. <laughs> stand up. I'm sending you to go get, tell good news. He didn't even know what had happened. Like, this is how God is. He keeps no record of wrongs because he's love. <laughs> and love bears all things. And I love this. 
among those sanctified by faith in me as a point. Not only did he save you, but he made it to where you could never be unsaved ever again. He sanctified you. He joined you to himself. And even if you let go, he's not letting go of you. God is for you. He offers you peace, and it grows from the inside, not only for you to walk with, but for you to go give away. How many of you guys would like to go give some peace away this week? You can. It's in you to give away. Look at this, the good news, number two, the gospel is the truth of the grace of God. This is, the, this is what the good news is. If you're going to post anything online, if you're going to go spend your life sharing a message from you, like this is what I want to broadcast to the world, then make it about the truth. In this world right now, everybody thinks they have the truth and they want the truth, and some can't handle the truth, right? But this, this is what the truth is. It's the gospel of the grace of God. Galatians chapter 1. Grace and peace to you, right? Paul always wrote this way. Why? Because he saw it. He understood how favorable God is towards us. It brings you to a place of peace. What's disturbing you? Go, go talk to God and receive grace and peace from our Father, God, and the Lord Jesus Christ who gave himself for our sins that he might, there it is again, rescue us from this present evil age according to the will of God and Father, to whom be the glory forevermore. This is the gospel of the Messiah. This is the good news that we have been saved. He will always rescue. He will never leave or forsake or kick you to the curb or any of that. He's always coming to you to pull you close. That's our Father. Peter goes, look, we can't help it. Acts 10, 42, he ordered us to preach to the people and testify that this is the one who is appointed by God as judge of the living and the dead. It's not about sin anymore. No, he took care of that. This is now about being dead or alive. I'm judging between who's dead and alive. Of him, all the prophets bear witness that through his name, everyone who believes receives forgiveness of sins. Receive it. It's free. It's a gift. It's like opening a jail cell and just sticking around inside of there for fun. Come out. It's been opened. This is what he's saying. He says, we've got to tell people. And Peter, while he is still speaking these words, he's still just explaining how good the good news is. And it says the Holy Spirit falls on the crowd. Look, they're, they're sitting in the crowd believing instantly. It's good news. Look at what Proverbs says, Proverbs 25, 25. Good news is like cold water to a weary soul. Man, some of us have had water for so long, we forgot what it was like to be a weary soul. We think we've got to go out there and have all the right words and have, oh, I better know all the verses and be able to point to grace and blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. You have water. <laughs> go give water to people. They're thirsty. They don't have anywhere else to go. There are no other wells on this planet <laughs> except for what's coming out of you. So go share it with the world. That's the message. Proverbs 15:30, good news nourishes the bones. It gives life. Why would we want to post things online that are going to steal life, even if it gives life to somebody else? Politics. Let's just talk about it. Stop it. <laughs> None of us here are going to change anyone's minds. Can we just agree on that? Like, you just don't. And all it does is it divides us up. It just brings us, I don't know, misery. I look at the current situation and I have the same feeling I have, uh, I'll go ahead and have 10 years from now and 20 years from now, no matter who in the world is running anything, because God is running everything. And I'm on his team and I'm in his kingdom and I'm representing his gospel and I'm representing his political party and it's going to be awesome, okay? So 
Let's agree on the good news. Let's stay there. It's the truth of the grace of God. Isaiah 52, 7. How lovely on the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who announces peace and brings good news of happiness, who announces salvation and says to Zion, your God reigns. The truth of the grace of God is the reality of righteousness. It's a reality that when you see that word truth, you can almost substitute in just, just Jesus, first of all, but you, re, you can substitute in the revelation of the Father's love to the world. This is what truth is. It's, it's, it's the gift of righteousness. It's what God is saying. He's for you. John wrote it this way, and the word became flesh, he says, and dwelt with us. We saw his glory. Glory is the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. That's not grace and law. That's not grace and what's right and wrong. That's, that's grace and what is real, is what is reality itself. Look at what he says. John says, this is the one I talked about who's coming after me. I, I existed before me. For of his fullness, from what he is full of, we received grace upon grace. You know, so often I have people say to me, Javen, it's not all about grace, you know. There's other things too, love and joy and peace, and grace is one of these things. And No, it's not. <laughs> Simply put, it's the favor of God that encapsulates all of these wonderful things that you and I enjoy. It's Jesus himself. He gave you himself. Of what he is, he gives. Grace, 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 grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses. That was a whole other thing. Grace and truth were given through Jesus. Moses never saw God at any time. The only begotten God who is in the bosom of the Father, he has explained him. Jesus came to show us what the Father was like. Now catch this. He came to show us grace and truth, right? When we looked into the brilliance, the magnificence of his glory, when we saw into him, when we saw into reality, what we saw was is that God loves us, he is for us, and he's going to give us everything. And he says this, Paul says, look, when we heard, Colossians 1, of the faith and your faith in God and the love for the saints because of the hope laid up for you in heaven, these are people that were seeing it of which you previously heard in the word of truth, a.k.a. the gospel which has come to you, just as in all the world, also it is constantly bearing fruit and increasing, even as it had been doing uh, in you also since the day you heard of it and understood the grace of God in truth. I mean, I don't know if you catch what he's saying, but he's saying, listen, I've heard of you guys. Over here in Colossae, I've, I've heard about what's going on. Like, you've received this faith. You've believed God about how much he loves you. And he's saying, look, it's, it's done something in you, hasn't it? The same grace and truth that John saw in Jesus, Paul is saying he sees in them. He's saying grace and truth is in you. And as you're going out and you're going off and you're sharing good news, what are you giving? Grace and truth. Here's the reality of how God feels about you. Look at it. You need a picture? It's Jesus. Find me one person on this planet who's ever had a hard time with Jesus. Not one person. I've talked to atheists. I've talked to every other religion. Not one person hates Jesus. No, it's the representation of him that people just can't get on board with. So go show the world what he's really like. He's not what the people have been told at all. No, instead, verse 13, you rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son, in whom 
We have or possess redemption, the forgiveness of sins. The moment you receive it, oh boy, you have been transferred to a whole other place. And let's look at this word transferred. It comes from two different words. You can break it down. Meta, histemi. And it means with, it was meta. And histemi means to make stand. Do you get it? He transferred you, which means he causes you to stand by joining you with him. In other words, he joins you to him so that he could stand in you. (laughs) Oh, when you stand, it's not in your strength. When you stand, it's not in anything that you have. Oh, boy, there's days you probably wonder, how in the world am I even getting up today? (laughs) Because God is standing inside of you. He has transferred you into his kingdom. When you walk out there into that world of bad news, when you turn on your Facebook feed or TV or whatever else, just remember who is standing inside of you. His life. See yourself the way God sees you. Jesus is not covering you. He's not disguising you from the Father. He's transformed you to where you can stand with the Father with his life within you. Look at this. You guys have heard this. When you were a kid, you probably caught this. You ever heard the full armor of God? When I was a kid, you know, I remember it was great. You know, I remember thinking, I want the helmet. I, I wanted to get the whole, like, suit of armor, you know, like, be that kid that had, like, the shield. And I think I did. I'm sure I did somewhere. You know, like, had the sword and all that stuff, you know. Got the shield of faith. And you feel pretty awesome, you know. And you feel like you can probably conquer the world. And then you go read a verse that says... When we are weak, he is strong. And it just throws the whole thing up in the air. You're like, well, wait a minute. Like, I thought the whole point was is that I get the sword and the shield because I'm going to go kick some butt. Like, that's, that's, that's the idea. And see, we do, but it's how all that happens that's actually really cool. So the whole transferred thing that I was talking about before, being joined to God, is what happened the moment you believed. You want to know how good this good news is? You actually have a suit of armor, <laughs> and it is all over you all the time because you have been clothed in Christ. You've been clothed in righteousness. When Paul says put it on, what he's saying is is, is see yourself the way God sees you, right? He says put it on. In other words, like put that on instead of what you were wearing a minute ago. Like whatever thoughts and ideas you were going with before, go with this instead. And in Ephesians 6, look at what he says. He goes, finally, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Not your mighty power. Stop it. Stop waking up every day thinking you're strong. Lean into the weakness because God is there. I'm telling you. Thank you for the amen or whatever that was. All right. Uh, <laughs> put on the full armor of God so that you can take, you make your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood and politicians, but against the rulers, authorities, powers of this world's darkness, against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Man, let's fight the real bad guy. Therefore, take up the full armor of God. In other words, see yourself as you are, so that when the day of evil comes, you'll be able to stand your ground. Having done everything to stand then, stand firm then. There's that whole transferred idea. With the belt of truth buckled around your waist. Isn't it interesting? He, he ties us together with reality itself. When somebody else is telling you, as I had someone here recently, they kept calling me a sinner. And they said, hey, listen, you know, we're all just sinners. We're all just sinners. I had to ask them. I said, i got to ask you to stop. Like, I'm not a sinner, and I need you to stop. Like, that's really driving me nuts. I'm a saint. (laughs) I'm a whole different thing, right? And so this is what he's saying. He said that the truth is what's around your waist. So when someone calls you a sinner, you say, no, I'm a saint. Look at my belt. (laughs) That's the weirdest thing I've said in church in a long time. (laughs) I'll drink to that. Hold on. All right, let's continue with the Bible. With the breastplate of righteousness 
covering what's the most important, covering our hearts. He covers us. He clothes us, right? Uh, here we go. And with, the, with your feet fitted with the readiness of the gospel of peace. I love this, folks. Wherever you go, will you bring peace with you? Because that's what's on your feet. You've you're, you're got shoes of peace. Go somewhere and give good news and watch as peace just erupts. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. And let me, let me warn you, because this is one of the most confusing ones out of all of them. Because I think most people think that what that means is that i got to have a lot of faith. i got to have a lot of belief in God, and I'm going to hold up my shield. and I'm gonna... No, faith is listening to God. The idea is, is as the arrows are coming, you can kind of just stand there, <laughs> and, and you just listen to God, and all the arrows just hit an invisible wall and just fall to the ground. That's your shield. That's what kind of life we have. Believe God, not the enemy. Take up the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Pray in the Spirit at all times and in every kind of prayer and petition. To this end, stay alert with all perseverance in your prayers for all of the saints. Listen, folks, today now more than ever, please be aware. Please be alert. Please look out there and quit seeing the dividing lines and quit seeing people trying to break us up in all kinds of different corners and stuff. See it for what it really is, right? The truth. We have the truth within us. Here's the good news. It's the power of the Spirit. It's the power of the Spirit saves us by. Romans 1.16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Paul says it's the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. Everybody who believes. And do you see why it's important that we go share it? We get to go share it. We get to go give that cup of cold water to somebody, and then they believe and are transformed, and they come into contact with God. That's what I want to live for. Ephesians 1, 13 through 14, in him also after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having believed, you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is given as a pledge of our inheritance with a view of the redemption of God's own possession to the praise of his glory. He gave you a down payment, not a warranty. You're already enjoying the benefits now. He gave you something that the Bible says is indestructible. It's incorruptible, Scripture says. It's a seed that will never be anything except what it was planted in the ground to be. He planted Jesus in you and grew life. <laughs> the Spirit of God bringing life to you at all times. Look, we are not waiting on a bus. We're not waiting for our turn to check out and go to heaven. That's not why you are here. I don't care how old you are. You'd be 99 years old. And if you're here... God has you here to share great news with the world, with people around you. There's a purpose for your being. People say things like, well, I'm getting old now. I'm slowly dying. <laughs> well, I'm just dying, man. I'm just this, wor this world, you know, I'm just dying. Believers, you've died. <laughs> You're not dying. You're a baby. You're living. You're going to keep growing forever. You're going to live for eternity. No, you're not dying. Get out of that mindset of death. You're a living being, and you're a living being forever, and you get to go share life with the world. Galatians 2, 19 through 20, for through the law I died to the law. No, no, you were not under the law. Truth is not the law because you died to it so that I might live to God. I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live. It's Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith. I live by listening to God, listening to the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. 
1 John 4, 17, by this love is perfected with us so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment because as he is, so also are we in this world. You are not waiting on a bus. <laughs> Man, you, you get to go share good news as Jesus speaks through you. If you haven't had it happen before where you're like standing there in the middle of Publix or something or a store and you just start sharing good news with somebody, it will happen. Because the more and more and more you start seeing the good news, the more and more and more you just go ahead and turn off the bad news and you absorb the good news, you'll just start walking around instead of standing in public being like, man, can you get over this whole coronavirus thing, you know, which nobody cares to talk about because it's bad news. You can actually stand there and go, hey, man, can you get over how good God is during this whole coronavirus thing? Like, you'll do it. I've done it on accident. Like, it just happened. And I felt weird, you know. I was like, hey, I don't even know you, but let's talk. You know, it just happened, you know. Stand in the middle of the store in the checkout line. So what's going to happen to you? What good news is going to come out of you? Because check this out as we close. John 17, 22 through 23. The glory, Jesus says, Father, the glory that you gave me, I have given to them. Not being given to you. It's been given to you. That they may be one, just as we are one. I and them and you and me. That they may be perfected in unity. So that the world may know that you sent me and love them even as you loved me. Listen. During this time of disunity, <laughs> during this season, where if you haven't noticed, Christians are being torn apart from each other, right? Like brothers and sisters fighting over differences of opinions on everything. Literally everything, by the way. 2020, we will fight over toilet paper. We will fight over everything. This is the world we live in. And according to what I just read, God gave you a glory that's so bright, it's so brilliant, and it looks just like his love. And he says, if you'll focus on that, it won't matter if you vote that way and I vote this way. It won't matter because you'll be joined in unity and you'll let nothing separate you. Differences of opinion? Really? Our thoughts are like nothing compared to his. Let's go with his thoughts. Let's let him love us so that we will go love well as, as well. Amen? Let's go give good news to the world. And I promise, all of those things about the bad news that are bothering you, that you feel like you need to say something because if I don't say anything, then I'm complacent or whatever else, do not buy into those lies. Buy into the truth <laughs> that if I go share good news, it will not return void. No, it will return back with a harvest. Lord, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you for this season of good news. Even in the middle of bad news, Jesus, how many storms did you sit in the middle of and just smiled? God, would you give us that rest? Would we see your gospel? Would you open up our minds to your grace so that peace would flood our hearts for every person in this room that's distressed about the world around them, that they would come into that peace that passes understanding. And Lord, I know that comes from within. So, Lord, would you just grow some peace on the branch for us to eat today? <laughs> we love you so much. Thank you for all that you've done. Would you stand with me and let's celebrate one last time.